We grind on a daily, daily. Bringing light to this world when it's raining. If you got any doubt, go ahead and wait and say. Only option is to win when you with the ace. Yeah, AC the game. Watch out, cause Big Bro is back in the game. I'm back in the city, I'm making a change. I know Franny so proud. We rolling, we rolling. Man, I don't, I never know what episode it is at this point, but I just know it's season three. It's a good, it's been nothing but good vibes, great guests, good content, and good energy um, in this season. I think this is the best season yet, so I don't know, man. So hoping that we can, we can, you know what I'm saying, keep that thing going with my boy, Toledo, my, my Toledo teammate, my guy, Zach Yowzy. All right, so we got a good yes, guest. Sir. A great guest, for real. Um, somebody that I'm looking forward to catching up with, for real. Uh, you know, like always, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you like, comment, sh- share, and subscribe if you like what you see. You know what I'm saying? If you like the movement that we're doing, if you feel like what we're doing is something that you align with, doesn't ever hurt to show love. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, just a special thanks to everybody that has. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's shown love. Everybody that's been in our corner. Um, even with just, you know, the, the simple shares on their stories. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff means a lot to us, so we appreciate it. Uh, and then we got to, you know, we got to Always start the, the the podcast with the climber of the week. So, Jovan, let's go ahead, man. Give him a shout out. Yes, sir. So the shout out today for a climber of the week is Gary Gillian. Uh, this guy was uh, in the NFL for four years. Uh, but more importantly, he's given back to his community in Harrisburg. He started a nonprofit organization called the Bridge Program. And the Bridge Program is uh, an organization whose mission is to provide specialized opportunities and improve quality of life for underprivileged and underserved individuals and families suffering from systematic oppression. This is achieved by creating awareness, providing community support, financial awareness, uh, wellness education, and sustainable housing options. So what he does is he creates an eco village um, in some abandoned buildings that were in the area of Harrisburg. And now, you know, kids that are, uh, you know, not in the most privileged uh, of upbringing, can now be in that space. Their family can be in that space. Uh, they have their own gardens. Um, they got sponsors by, uh, from Giant Eagle and some other places that are helping them out. Um, and they almost have their own education program to really groom them uh, for the future uh, to, you know, pursue the careers of their dreams. So uh, shout out to him. Hopefully we can get him on the show one day uh, oh, speak man, more about sure. it. And he has such a powerful story. I heard him speak uh, at our banquet that we had um, last weekend uh, for Penn State. Uh, he's also a Penn State alum. Uh, just a really powerful individual, um, but shout out to him again, and that's our climber of the week. Man, that's dope, man. That that gave me a little motivation, man. I feel like, hey, Joe, they don't know what I'm talking about. They don't know what I'm talking about, but that church? I know. It's a vision, <laughs> bro. We got the vision, and we're going to talk about that action now. <laughs> hey, yeah, y'all, I'm telling y'all, we trying to really make a change. You know what I'm saying? We really are, so that just got me teed. That got me thinking about all types of different stuff, you know what I'm saying, maybe 10 years down the road. I don't know. We'll see. But, man, that's dope, man. That's dope. Well, I think it's perfect time, man, to take turn this, this microphone over to my guy, Yowzy, man. So so today we're going to talk about the importance of – we're going to talk about a couple of things, right? But we're going to talk about the importance of success, and we're going to talk about the importance of leadership for yourself and for your family and your community, right? Um, and this is this is a top-tier guy for that, for that topic, right? So we're going to give you a couple of secrets to success, whether it comes, like I said, leadership, um, ownership, right? Your finances, right? Um, 
your fitness, your your health goals, your mental health goals. We're gonna we're gonna touch on all of that today. All right, just the top secrets to success, right? So first of all, Zach, man, I'm a, I'm gonna pass the mic to you. Let you introduce yourself, however you see fit, and we'll move. We'll go from there. But I want to first say I appreciate this, bro, because I've been watching y'all too on y'all's podcast. Like no funny, I've been watching, keeping keeping real close eye. And the moment that I that heard the literally the first episode, I was like. I want to be a part of this, whatever that looks like, if that's just supporting, if I'm on here talking, whatever the case may be, because I love what y'all stand for. And Bryce, I mean, from the moment you stepped on campus from, I mean, from hosting you, you know, I mean, we take it way back from hosting to really knowing the young guy, Bryce, to seeing the Bryce now, bro. Like, my goodness, like you have exceeded everything I thought you were already going to be because you were already a special guy from the get-go. But, oh, my goodness, bro. Like, I'm happy for you, bro. Like, just, just love, got so man. much love. Much but, love. But, but I'm Zach. Zach Yowzi. I am a, a former Toledo Rocket. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I rep my city, love my city. Uh, but, you know, got a, got a chance to connect with Bryce on a, on a really good level when we were at Toledo. Um Really had the aspiration to go play in the NFL. You know, God definitely had a different plan. Pulled my hamstring during my pro day. Uh, you were talking about it very, very devastating. You talk about depression, suicidal. I mean, you you name it. And when that's what you live for. That's all we know. That's That was a really big thing for me. So um, fast forward, got married, um, was with my wife for, for 10 years. At, well, seven at the time, got married. Um weren't doing things the way we were supposed to, especially being a, a pastor's kid and uh, understanding what that comes with and understanding the, the the difference of being in alignment, what God wants me to do. So um, we finally decided that we needed to get in alignment, got married. Um, we have a daughter that is my absolute best friend. I mean, you're talking about some trials and tribulations, that, that little girl has definitely tested all of that <laughs> and, and more. And, um, and so we, we've ever since we've finally gotten alignment man it's just been i always thought because we lived together we did the whole marriage we lived together so we basically married that it's not gonna be any difference it's a piece of paper my goodness whoever tells you that i want you to know from me who is truly married and i'm not just one year married like i'm in it they're lying because it is a major difference when you have that marriage behind it now it's it's to the public it's it's legit it there isn't going to be just a quick out. Oh, I'm done with you. That's my boyfriend. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm packing up. No, you are in it. So marriage is like legit. And if you're not in that mindset of like, oh, this is a piece of paper, you definitely need to do, do some research and, and really understand how this all works. But that's my little intro. I'm going to pass it back to y'all. Man, I love that, man. You 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 know what I'm saying? I'm married too. So I could I could completely relate being being younger and married. Most people get married, you know, when they're, they're high, high 20s, you know, low 30s. Um, and no yeah. doubt, man, it ain't, it ain't just a piece of paper. Right. And, you know, even me, um, when I got married two years ago, you know what I'm saying? I, that's, that was kind of the mindset was like, shoot, we locked in, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and still absolutely zero regret. Right. And very much in love with my wife, but, but yeah, no, nah, we learned together and, and you know, it's crazy. Um, for those that don't know, we got married March 7th, 2020 and COVID got shut down. On, I want to say it was March 12th, 2020. Like that's when we were still on our honeymoon. Like it was spring break 
for college. And, you know, we, we was in the middle of spring ball, Zach. And sure enough, man, Twigs, Twigs hit us with the text, like, y'all don't come back to campus, like stay wherever you're at. And we was like, we was in, uh, what's it called? The Virgin Islands. It was like, hey, yo, hey, now I'm like, what's going on? And sure enough, man, everything shut down. But but my point is, man, we learned the hard way in a good, it was a good time and great learning experience. But yep. we learned, man, because we were stuck with each other yep. for like a year. Yep. Literally couldn't go yep. to restaurants, couldn't do none of that. So we learned that it was way more than a paper, man. Way more. Yeah. And I'm and I'm glad yep. you said you were married and you using your hands a lot, which is a good thing, right? I noticed that you got your wedding band on. Funny enough, yesterday I lost my wedding band. So I got I got the same ones as you though. I work out a lot, so I got to put a new one on. <laughs> Amazon, y'all. If y'all married, Cheap Amazon. If you if you work out a lot, Amazon. Eleven dollars for all ones. of these. Yep. All of these. Yep. Don't go to yep. don't go to that, the- don't go to Groove. None of that, man. You go to these. No, Amazon. They got your nice variety pack. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with the gray. I think I'm gonna go with the gray. I lost my black one, man. I actually, I just um. A friend of mine that goes to our church, he was like, bro, I really like those rings. I was like, bro, you want it? Literally took it off my finger. I'm like, bro, here you go. The gray one. Yeah. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> well, that's dope, hey, that's man. Funny. That's dope, man. That's that's good, man. So, you know, one thing that I didn't know about you until you just said this was I didn't know you came from a from a deep church background. So uh, let me hear a little bit about what life was for you growing up, um, what that entire experience was like. I had no idea about that entire side of you, man. Yeah. And that's the saddest that that's where I knew, bro, from the get go of being up in Toledo. That's where I failed. And that's why my career wasn't as fruitful as as it should have been, because I I grew up in the church. Um, My parents sat on the front row. We go to we used to go to a church that was fifty five hundred deep every Sunday. And um, we were considered a mega church here in Columbus. It's called World Harvest Church amazing church have nothing but love for that church bro and, and i hope somebody from war harvest can watch this and see this and um at an early age bro fifth grade um we had this pastor called tommy bates i'm actually good friends with his his niece and his nephew by marriage and uh i talked to his nephew probably every day and um we had a revival breakout, bro. And I was like everybody came back to school and was like yo church was so good last night and i'm just like dang, they talking about the spirit of God coming on, this, this, and this. I'm like, dang, I want to go. Like, I want to experience this. Y'all, we in fifth grade. Y'all not... sign me up. Right. And um, early on, bro, um, spoken tongues for the first time, didn't have no pastor come over and shout out around. I did all that. I literally was sitting in a big giant crowd and I just, I ended up laying hands on myself, bro, and just start speaking in tongues in fifth grade. And so I knew coming from uh, a small school, D6, like we're now considered D7 because they created that new division. We got 32 in a graduating class, 25 on a football team. I played every freaking position. So my dad, we don't come from a lot of money, but my dad took a lot of money and invested in me so that I could have a life that he wanted for himself. And so um, freshman year, started playing varsity, very first play of the game. I'm, I'm deep in my, my spiritual walk. First play of the game, get a kickoff return, take it back. They didn't even recognize I was going to do it. And I knew it right from there. Oh, God, ain't no way it could have been me because I was scared. I was shaking when I seen the ball coming at me. I, uh, this ain't it. I really wanted to throw it back. And I just felt like a piece come on, go. And, bro, mm-hmm. so I started getting confident, got a little arrogant. Started feeling like feeling myself, started getting a big head. And 
I remember being told God is a jealous God. I ain't know what that, how deep that comment is and what it actually meant. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know, he's a jealous guy. I'm, I'm a jealous guy with my girlfriend. I understand, but I didn't know the extent of it. And so my sophomore year of high school, I'm squatting 400, benching over 300. Like I'm an animal. Like nobody in my high school has ever seen anybody at skill position do that much. We are in a scrimmage, bro. Three-way scrimmage. The very last play, I get a tunnel screen. I take it for 85 yards. And you good. My bad. I just, that just messed up the whole. Hope we added that. No, but, you good. You, you here. We here. Um, immediately took it back for 85. As soon as I got in the end zone, the kid swooped from my leg and, and my foot was coming down and it turned. I broke my leg. And I just remember just bawling my eyes out. And all my teammates kept saying, Zach, you're getting cocky. You're getting cocky. And I didn't, I didn't understand the signs that God was sending me. Um, what God, I didn't understand the signs that God was sending me. So that's, let me go ahead and put this on. Do not disturb. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to do too. Uh, my fault. Um, no, that's cool. I didn't understand the, I didn't understand the signs that God was sending me. And I really had to come to Jesus moment at that moment. And so I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm making it to the next level because I have an injury. I broke my leg. They're not going to think I'm, I'm tip top. And so I really just started digging, bro. So my junior year, uh, that same pastor, Tommy Bates came in and, um, I was, it was a Wednesday night. I was like, mom, I think I want to go to church. Like, I just feel like I need to go to church and feel my spirit. She's like, okay, go. And my mom and dad are military. My mom is my goodness. Do not disturb his own. If you call twice, if you call twice, it's up, it's up from there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but so, it, ain't, it ain't bothering us though. I will say that it's not bothering our end. No. We still see you. You so. can hear me. Oh, okay, hear cool. You, we see you. So. Um, I, I went to church and bro, there was probably like 6,500 people at the service this time. And they even had the risers open. I mean, regular chairs that they had to bring out. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. And so he was like, anybody from 17 to 23 come up. And I'm like, dang, I'm looking busted. My hair ain't done. I'm wearing a dirty North face. I remember everything I got on dirty black North face and brown pants that don't even match. And I just try to kind of stand to the side where I'm kind of in the cut. And I noticed that there was nobody in front of me and I can have a direct path to this pastor on the stage. And I'm like, okay, I need to get behind somebody because you ain't about to call me out on this, on this ugly Wednesday that I'm looking right now. I took a half a step, bro. And he just went, you. And I, me, I looked around. (laughs) You want me? And I was like, no. So I go up and, um, he looked at me and he's like, you play sports? I'm like, yeah, I play football for the school. And he, he looked at my pastor. My pastor's just like, <laughs> and uh, and so he was like, okay. He said, I want you to look at the crowd. And I just looked at the crowd, bro. And I just, I was just astounded by how many people was at our church this, this, this random Wednesday. And he was like, you're going to have the ability to take every one of these people to hell or take them to heaven with you. And I was like, that's great. Man. That sounds wonderful. Like Shonda Ronda, da, da, da. I got home and I started thinking about it. I said, Mom, that's a lot of blood on my hands. Like, that's a lot of freaking blood, bro. And it's like hearing you say, Bro, I had no idea about your background. And like, bro, I did such a disservice for my young guys at Toledo that I should have been in that position to. I, I was known for the party at Toledo. 
I was known to be the best host. That's why they gave me. You remember Reggie, the the mm-hmm. DN or mm-hmm. D tackle Reggie? They literally came to me and was like, "Yowzy, we need him. Do whatever you need to do to get him." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, okay. So I'm like, bet Here, they gave me the money. I said, Reggie, so what's what's your background? He's like, bro, I got two kids. I'm like, okay, cool. So you you're not here for fun. You're here on a business trip. So I literally took Reggie back to the crib and I was like, so listen, we're going to get around the guys. We're going to play Xbox. This is what it's going to be like in your normal day to day. And lo and behold, dude committed the next day. Mm-hmm. So I want to be like, this is what they use me for. Yeah. You was good. You was definitely was no- good at hosting, bro. Like you, you met people where they needed to be and you were, you were a great host. I will say that. But Jovan, Reggie, Reggie is uh, the dude that be like different. <laughs> Different. Yeah, yeah, Real. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Built different. <laughs> like, yeah, I so, thought it was. <clears throat> we got them together and whatnot, but <clears throat> I was the partier. I was the, I'm the host of the parties. Like this is what I was known for, bro. Like, yeah, that sounds cool. But everybody says, but what at the end of the day, what what do you what do you have? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. So we got back here parents started really really diving into like really being pastors and got away from more harvest and started doing their own thing and bro i i i've just been diving in it and like i am in doing things that my parents have never done my family has never done i'm the risk that i have taken even as being a new newlywed new parents the risk that we have taken bro m- 99% of the people in this world that are newlywed and new parents at the same time would never take because you're talking about you got to feed a baby, you got to feed a, your wife, you got to feed yourself. And the bills don't stop. They don't. And the bills do not. And I'm doing things that people are like, bro, you should go get your house first. You should do this first. And I have gone against the grain every step. And bro, I haven't had not one bit of stress. I'm not worried, bro. God has like, blown my mind this year like me and my wife bro we'll be sitting there thinking like dang that person looked like something something and she'd be like oh, i was just thinking that <laughs> and bro we do this every every second of our life like babe I, i'll text her and this is just me being vulnerable and because it, it, it needs to happen babe i really miss you she's like i was just thinking the same thing i was literally texting you like if i could screenshot what i'm what i just typed i would so you can see it so you don't think i'm crazy like bro we have been like literally like this our businesses have been booming my wife started doing makeup started doing it like professionally for weddings but she's got all of june booked our rental properties have been booming i mean like like i was telling you earlier my first rental property we bought solely by ourselves have never done rental properties don't even have the income to do rental properties like everybody else would right everybody's like oh we got our house we make seven six figures on the higher end we ain't even at six figures at this time, right? When we bought it. And we just took a leap of faith. My I had a pastor come from Alabama that didn't even know my mom. And she said, Zach, you're going to have connection, kingdom connections. This is how she explained kingdom connections with people that are, are Christian and of the secular world. And they're going to help propel you to where you need to go. I said, okay, cool. I see this black dude in my apartment complex. Everybody in my apartment complex is like entrepreneurial making six figures. They're in their twenties. And I'm like, dang, I ain't never seen any of this in my life. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like I thought this was like thirties, forties type of deal. Y'all in their twenties making six, seven figures. This is just mind boggling. Seeing this one black dude, I'm like, I'm going to know him. I literally sat my truck with my wife. I was like, I'm going to know that man. I I need to know who he is. 
he came walking in one day and I just had to stop him. I'm like, yo, what do you do? Like, are you, were you in the NFL? Cause you're yoked. You look like a running back. Dude's like five, five, seven, five, eight, maybe 175, 185 pounds, but he's yoked. He looks good. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I, I played basketball. So I'm like, all right, I know you ain't playing the NBA. Cause first off, <laughs> you way too short. It ain't bugs. There's not a lot of bugsies out there. So what do you do? Come to find out dude's a insurance owner, real estate investor. He's a realtor. He's a, a private lender. Like he does everything. So my wife was conservative. Wife was like, nope, go on vacation twice a year, nine to five. Just like everything Candle was telling us not to become. So we literally, he literally helped alter my wife's mindset to become an entrepreneur. Hmm. We took the leap of faith. Literally on this man, we literally met a year, bro. Only knew him for a year. Go buy the house. Buy as many houses as you want right now. That's the, that's what you should be doing. We did it. We bought a house. Still don't even know what was all in the document that we signed. Because yeah. I have no idea. I'm <laughs> trusting this guy. Like, get me to the promised land. Right. And we bought it, bro. I had, I was so stressed because I was like, I cannot afford to have somebody here. I don't even make enough money to pay this mortgage on top of my rent. Like, that's how much faith. Like, Michael Todd said it. Crazy faith. Like, I am crazy to the max. Mm-hmm. Before we even signed the paper, bro, and I cannot make this up. My homeboy from elementary when we played Little League, I ain't talked to him in years. Put up on Facebook talking about, hey, anybody got a house to rent? I was like, bro, if you can give me three months, I got you. He said, all right, bet. Before we signed the freaking papers, bro, I already had a renter in the house. That's blessed, so, man. <laughs> Bro, this whole house has been nothing but a list. I cannot make this up. So he's like, all right, bro. Cool. I'll sign a year lease. I was like, hey, you know, I know we talked about, you know, if you ever want to get out, you can get out if you want to. So if you you want to move out, he's like, honestly, me and my my new girlfriend, we were thinking about moving to her place in like a couple months. So if you want to, you can you can have somebody come us and rent or you can let me stay here for a year. I already told her I was going to stay for a year anyway. I was like, let me just put on the market and see what happens. Bro, it's in the first three weeks of this of me putting it on Zillow. I had 3,500 people hit me up about this house. Oh, my like, God. I didn't even have a chance to respond to that. Not even half of them. Mm-hmm. I literally just let them say it, bro. And I was like, you know what? God's going to bring me the right person. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to bring me the exact person I need. I never called anybody. I never texted them back. I literally just let them all apply. I get a random phone call while I'm at work. I never answer my phone unless it's my mom, my wife, or my dad. Not in that order. Kendall, it's always you first. But I took this random call, and I hear this dude on the phone. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't answer the phone. Like, this is probably some telemarketer. He said, hey, man, I seen your house on, on such and such. I wanted to talk to you about renting it out. I said, okay, so uh, tell me about yourself. You know, let me let me, let me me get a spill. He said, my name is such and such. I'm an owner of such and such. And we do about $4 million a year in business. Or I'm sorry, $14 million in business a year. Mm. I said, excuse me? You do how much? <laughs> Why don't he got a You crib? can have the house. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he have a house? Buy the house, man. Get the property. <laughs> He rents my house out to employ for his employees that are coming mm. from out of state. Mm. So if this isn't a rental property anymore, this turns into corporate housing. And I'm going to let y'all know, I'm, a, I'm always up front because it's, it's just free game. And this is for everybody who's watching. I rent my, my mortgage on this house is $1,329. Mm. 
I rent this sucker out for $2,200 in the hood. Like gunshots every night in the distance. But my one street that this house is on is the quietest street out of all the neighborhoods that are next to it. And like a 10, 10 block radius. It's the quietest one. Mm-hmm. This fool puts his entire, it, there's five, six of them that live in this house. This house is stupid big. Now, here's the kicker. At first, I used to stress because they were always late every month. And I'm like, bro, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't have the money to go ahead and pay this mortgage like I've already stated. And so I'm like, all right, I got to set something up. I start looking at the internet. I'm like, I got to get something in place so that it can keep track. Cause I can't keep track of this. I'm personal training. I'm owning a business. I got a daughter. I, I got too much going on. I get this app called rent ready. Rent ready keeps track of everything. Just like you would do at your, you, you know, you pay your bills and whatever you, you got your apartment. Write this down. And, y'all. Rent ready. Okay. Rent ready. All right. He about to explain it. Yep. R E D I rent ready. Ready is spelled R E D I. And so it keeps track. So I, at first it was only set up for like $75 late fee flat. So I'm like, all right, I got to change this up because I got to give him incentive to get this going. But because you make 14 mil, my little 2200 ain't jack squat. He was paying $8,000 a month in hotel fees to put them in it. So my little 22 compared to his eight ain't nothing. Like we should have been charging eight, but I wanted to do him a, just a, a, a solid because first off, I was already making what I needed. Mm-hmm. Like that was the goal just to get the rental property rented period. It could have been, I make them out that I needed for the mortgage. Now it'd have been good, but he went above and beyond and did it. So like, he is a, a awesome person. Don't get me wrong. And so I put in $75 late for the first day, $25 after that, because they're late every month. This is why I'm telling you like, God is doing a thing, bro, because they're late every month. We just bought a second a second rental two months ago. My portion of that rent of that mortgage is six hundred and ninety five dollars because they're late every month. It literally takes care of the mm-hmm. second rental. Mm-hmm. So literally, at first I was tweaking out like, bro, y'all can't be late. We had a meeting. Like I'm like, bro, you're like you're messing with my money. You messing with my family. I'm gonna have to come for yours. We're going to find out where all your kids live. Like right. at this point, like, we gotta figure this out. Yep, and. And so I'm like, but wait, wait a second. I got this all set up where none of this is coming out of my own pocket. Like none of this is coming. I, like, bro, when I tell you ever since my parents started at church, I tested God and the Bible says, it, test me. Let me prove to you that I'm really that guy. Yeah. Like we talk about, I'm that guy on the field. No, God is really that guy. Yep. <laughs> I'm a part, yeah. I felt my spirit. I didn't have $25 to rub together at this point right and god was like 25 on my spirit 25 dollars. all right i'll give 25 dollars to my mom's church my, my mom and dad's church 25 and this was the first week i moved to ohio back to columbus i didn't tell a soul i was keeping it very quiet the first week i get back i give 25 dollars and tithe one of my little kids i used to mentor back in high school hit me up he said hey zach you back into you back in columbus uh, i was wanting to see if you can train me like bro how did you even know i was home like, I didn't put it on social media. My parents didn't even told nobody, like, I'm living in my parents' basement. Nobody knows that I'm 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 doing any of this. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I was just I was just checking to see. Bro, I was charging this kid like 250. So I I put in the ground 25 mm-hmm. and got back 250. Yep. Okay, maybe it's a fluke. Let me just again, let me test him out again. So the next <laughs> week I didn't tithe. 
So I'm like, okay, let me see. Nothing happened. Very quiet, just cool. The following week, I said, do it again. But this time, get 50. All right. I ain't got 50, but we're going to figure it out. I gave 50. That same week, literally the next day, my homie from high school was like, hey, Zach, are you back in Columbus? I'm looking for a trainer. Like, bro, what? Like, bro, how do you know I'm here? <laughs> 450 a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is insane. So, like, bro, that already told me what it was with my parents' church. That yep. soil, fresh. Like, bro, there is nothing negative in a soil. So I started to get big. So this this pastor, I, auntie, I, call her, I call her auntie, Pastor Pam. She's the one that told my mom before we even knew we were going to have Zinni, my daughter, that she said she told, she didn't know my mom. My mom got on a random prayer line. We hate prayer lines at the time. We hated them because we thought they were just all for, just for money scheme. It's kind of fluky. We didn't know this woman. She's all the way down to Mississippi or Alabama. Sorry. She's all the way down to Alabama, down there by Mobile. The bowl game, absolutely terrible. Nothing going no, down let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> right? Go so, daddy, we can talk about but yeah. we ain't going to talk about the other one. Nah, 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 nah. We can do that. So we go down there, or we get on the fair line, and she gets to tell my mom, she said, um, you're going to have a granddaughter that's going to be so strong in the spirit, she's going to be able to tell you which way the wind blowing. And I'm like, she, my mom called me. I'm like, oh, my, that's how great. I can't wait to meet my niece. Like, that's about to be dope. We ready to go to Florida, bro. The day before we go to Florida, my wife knocks over a box. It's got one pregnancy test in it, just one. I was in Perrysburg because I was still in Toledo at the time. So, like, I'm all over the place on the story. I was in Perrysburg, and um, I'm driving home. It takes me 15 minutes. As I'm getting ready to pull into Edge, she starts screaming. I'm thinking somebody broke in because, you know, Toledo is, like, number one for sex trafficking. It, I thought she was gone. Was a little white girl, nothing. And... She gets back on the thing and she like, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, stop yep. playing. <laughs> Hands on her head. I could imagine. <laughs> I said, stop. I wasn't like scared. I was like really excited because I can't wait to be a dad, bro. Like, I love kids, bro. If I could just scoop every kid that I've ever trained to be in my own house, I totally would. So I'm like, this, this woman is the real deal, Holyfield. She is no joke, like at all. And so I called. I'm like, yo, you, 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 my auntie. Like this point, like you, you, me and you, we gotta, I gotta stick with you. Like we have to be real tight because you, you know too much, and your spirit is way too, way too keen. And so she came up for a marriage conference, first one my, me and my wife have ever attended as married couple. And she said, um, God's gonna do something super big this year for somebody, and I want that person. That person's gonna get five hundred dollars. And I was like, ah, that's steep. That ain't for me. <laughs> $500, bro. Like, yeah. I've never even thought about ever giving that much. Like, maybe 100 Maybe 100 Like, that's really a thought. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I ain't going to do it. Maybe it's not for me. She comes back that same night. Said again, somebody's going to get $500. And I said, all right, God, I, I got you. I, I remember breaking my leg and ignoring your signs. I ain't going to do it again. I'm not going to be stupid. And even if I... Even if you weren't telling me specifically to do it, I'm just gonna do it out of obedience. I gave five hundred dollars, bro. And she said, at the end of the year, something miraculous is gonna happen, bro. We we pretty close to the end of the year. My second rental's rented. It's a woman that 
has been turned down by multiple people. And my part, my business partner who does it, he said, Zach, I, I really want this rental property to really like affect somebody in a positive way. Like, I really want this to be for a family that really desperately needs it. And I was like, yeah, bro, I think that's, that's such a good mindset. Like, I really agree with you. And this woman has been turned down by everybody. She's paying four, almost $4,000 a month in hotel fees right now mm. with her and her two kids because everybody's turned her away from renting a house. And I was like, you know what? I feel it in my spirit. I need to bet on you. I'm, we're just going to do it. We're just going to rock with you and we're going to figure it out, bro. And she said, you know what? I'm all in. I want to rent the house. The beginning, I want to be able to move in before the first of the year. Mm. I said, bro. I That's said, look, look, man. Wow. <laughs> so that's that's just Jovan, been like the take notes, man. We gotta get we gotta get it going. That. We gotta get it going. You know we gotta that. get the real estate going. Hey, Jovan, he he's real big on real estate. He was doing wholesale for a while. Um, yeah, I was doing a little bit. Yeah. So, so I, so I'm, you're the, you're the reason the market's up, huh? A little, you know what I'm I'm for sure. I'm for sure trying to tap in, man. And that's my problem is, is I'm, I'm being conservative myself right now, man. I'm just like, ain't no way. This is no way I'm going to, I'm back going into physical church. I've been watching, uh, the tabernacle up in Toledo for, for a whole year. You know what I'm saying? I went to the tabernacle when I was in Toledo and I, didn't have any interest in finding an actual physical church in Akron. Like I was connected to Pastor Sweeney and, and you know, Rev at Tabernacle. I was just connected to them. Uh, but now that I'm back in the church, man, even myself, like I'm like, when I look at my bank account, you know what I'm saying? It ain't where I needed to be to be to be even giving five dollars <laughs> to the church. But no, you just you even just inspired me, man, to just go ahead, man. You know what I'm saying? I I I'm a coach. And, you know, my kids, if I'm at a basketball game watching some of my football players, my kids ask me for $5 all the time for the concessions. I'll be like, man, here, take this $5. So if I can do that, right, I can at least give $5 to the church. Um, yeah. But keep it 100, though. That's like, really if you really think about it, that kid, who knows if that kid really had a dinner when he got home? Mm-hmm. Right? Keep it 100. Yeah. That's still you giving a seed and putting it in the ground is by giving it to somebody who really needs it. I mean, mm-hmm. they look up to you every every. Yeah. Every person I know that knows you in, in some shape or form has said, I look up to Bryce or Bryce has definitely set the example. So you are already in a position to be that leadership, bro. So you giving that five dollars to that person is still a seed, bro. If you really think about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. a good perspective, too, though. But hey, I'm man, sure. sometimes I can do both. I, though. <clears throat> um, Man. You just you just dropped a lot of a lot of good vibes, a lot of good, good gems for, gems. for the listeners, man. A lot of good stuff, man. I hope these people, this is one of them podcasts where you, you got to have a notebook, you know what I'm saying? Or at least show your, sure. your notes open on your phone uh, when you're listening. So as we transition, man, um, you brought up that training, right? And that's kind of what I want to talk about because you you had talked about, you know, that first kid that hit you up as soon as you were in Columbus. Like, so at what point, man, because I remember you were training, you were training in Toledo, right? So, so tell me, man, what where did that vision even come from, right? Did that root from being a Toledo Rocket? Did that root, where did that root from? And what made you want to go full throttle and be like, yeah, I want to, I want to do fitness training? So, um, like, playing at Toledo, like, Coach B really taught uh, a lot about the different things and different muscles and whatnot. But I feel like we've gone through so many injuries, bro, 
that could be prevented it or prevented it prevented if coach B was there from the get-go. If you really think, I mean, I don't know if you were you there for Rudy. Yeah, I was. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, I was there for Rudy. I have, (laughs) I can't squat more than, I think it's like, I think I got to 315. I get headaches. Like my, I, I, it was like, um, I can't remember what they, what John, the, our trainer, described, explained it to me, the doctors and all that. But I can't do. Man, what heavy are those weight. called? That, that headaches. I forget what it's called. Did you get them? Uh, no, but Danzel did. I remember Danzel always had them. I can't remember. Yes, what called. yes, we had them at the same time. Yeah. Yes. So because of that, I'm like, bro, you were trying to push this weight when we could have done it a different way. Of maybe so, like I found out that you you put these straps around your legs, which really compresses your muscle. So you have to flex through that band, which causes you to even grow faster than you doing four, five hundred, six hundred pounds squatting. Yeah. You put those bands on, you only got to do like 185, 200, and you are getting the same workout without having all the stuff here. So I'm like, bro, there's so many kids that are just getting destroyed left and right. So I'm, I was working my first job out of college. I was selling direct TV and AT&T at a Costco, Walmart, Sam's Club. And I was in every one of them. I was making like eighteen hundred a week. So like selling, we were making great money. I just knew it wasn't my end all be all. So I got this one kid named Chachi with the Springfield, um, broken home. Mom was doing everything possible to make sure that he had a successful life. He walked past me at Sam's club. I looked at him. I'm like, bro, you look good. Like what, what do you do? Started talking to him. I'm like, bro, let's, let's start working out. Let's, I mean, like we, I became his mentor. We got baptized together, bro. First, me, my wife, and these three kids, these three boys, they were all cousins. We got baptized together. We started working out every day. I was taking them down to football camps all the way to Cincinnati on my own ticket. No money from parents, no money from nothing. Driving to Cincinnati, I took my brother all the way down to North Carolina to go to, uh, um, I forget the school, God bless it, but took him all the way down. And I'm like, yo, this is what I like. This is what excites me i'm impacting not just my income and my wife's and my child but i'm impacting the next generation because that's really the struggle bus right everybody see keeps saying oh the next generation the next generation just keeps getting worse and worse and worse so what are we doing to prevent it instead of just complaining the entire time about the next generation right absolutely like bro step up and do something to change it then don't sit here and talk about it like be about it Mm -hmm. and so training bro what better way to connect with young cats, girls, boys, either way, than to get them to be the best possible they can be in sports? Because what do you think about it? Most of the people that are running these businesses or running these companies or thriving in, in whatever industry they want to be in are former athletes because of the what the d- discipline, the handling adversity, that everything Candle ever told us, everything that Campbell whole, ever told whole, us. The whole pyramid. The whole pyramid. The whole pyramid. Bro. The whole caboodle. Like, you can't do one thing without having the other. And so knowing where I came from, where, bro, I, I'm going to keep it 100, keep it a buck. I didn't have a 3.0, bro. I had a 2-4 a two four coming out of college because I was playing around. I was wondering why I wasn't playing. I was mad at the coaches, mad at the world, hate football, depressed because I hate where I'm at. And there's all those things that I, what they always say. Control what you can control. I could have controlled my grades. I could have controlled how I learned the playbook. Controlled my effort in the the field. So I'm taking everything that I should have, could have, would have done and applying it to the next generation. 
This is what you got to do. And I'm going to tell you, the, I'm going to tell you, the, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to tell you the real. It ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to always be fun. And it ain't going to always be sunshine and rainbows. Yep. You're going to get knocked on your butt. You're going to have that day where you're going to be mad at your teacher. And like, bro, I had one, like I started to, I actually became an in-school suspension teacher at Springfield High School in Holland because I really loved what that school was doing. Mm. Dallas Gantz's mom was the principal. So oh, like, wow. I know his mom and everything. Wow. So she allowed me to do that, bro. And I had this one girl, this, this one girl stood out the most. Um, she had a 1.7 GPA. She was having sex with grown men as a, as a young girl. I ain't gonna put her business out there too much. Cause I don't want to, you know, all that extra, but she was sleeping around with grown men. She's working at subway and paying for her mama's bills. I would talk to her every day because she would come in and just be mad as all get out, ready to cuss out everybody. Like there was something with her and I that she never wanted to cuss me out. It was always, oh, Mr. Zach, I just can't ready to like really just throw hands with these grown men. And I somehow connected, got into that little inside shell where we can have that conversation. Fast forward, bro. I'm two years removed from Toledo. She text, she Facebook messaged me. She says, Mr. Zach, I just want to let you know. I graduated high school with a 2.8. I am now the manager of Subway. Mm. I got a raise of $19 an hour. I'm making more than my mom has ever made. The fact that she reached out to you, though, speaks to how much influence you had. Bro, that was like, wow. Mm -hmm. So why not start training? Why not get those people? Because a lot of these cats, bro, they just think that it's just football, football, football. You and I, all three of us know good and well that junk going in and it's going to hurt when it ends. Yep. If mm-hmm. you're not mentally prepared. And they don't, nothing against it. But college football, the NFL, it's a factory line. Mm-hmm. They do not care yep. about what comes next because it's a job. That's what they're trying to get you to understand. This is a job. This is a business. When you go out to the real world and they fire you, it's not their job to help get you set up for the next job. Right. <laughs> yep. It's your job and it's on your shoulders. Yeah. And so a lot of these parents are wondering why, why am I stuck in the same position? Why can't I financially get out of this position? Why am I having to file bankrupts? Because they don't have that. First off, they have financial literacy. Mm-hmm. They do not have to handle it when the, when the, when the crap hits the storm, how do you handle it? Are you that, like, there was a, a post on um, Instagram that said, um, I love when, chaos hits because it shows you exactly who you are as a person yep. and if you can't handle yourself and be able to still be able to have a clear mind and make precise decisions about what you need to do for the next step to get you out of it you're going to fail mm-hmm. so what do, they, what do they do in football practice they make sure that it is the most chaotic practice so that way when game time comes we, hey bro we ready to go this ain't nothing we hey, down 20 right yeah you feel me? Like, that's really how... But people miss that mark when they're in football to realize that's real life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But what if you never get to experience that because you never had a chance to go play at the next level? So who taught you that? Now you're expecting these high school coaches to get you... But high school coaches just want you to make it to state playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get out of there too. Yeah. But they're not teaching life skills. So it's up to people like us three and everybody else that's been on this podcast to be able to help develop them and especially in the black community. Like I'm ha- I'm biracial. My dad's white. My mom's black. That, that whole thing about you. Right, no, that don't exist in our family. I have two white brothers, one full black and three biracial. 
That is not a thing in our family. But it is an issue in the black community to have financial literacy. When the, when the crap hits the storm, how are you handling yourself? And when it gets tough, are you going to go out there and lose your mind that you're ready to go ahead and swing on everybody? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to act like you got some common sense and you got some education and make a clear, precise decision? Yeah. That's why, I, I, in all honesty, Bryce, that's really where I, I fell in love with you from the moment I met you. Because you weren't just like our, our typical ghetto dude, just all, you know, uh, no, nah, F that I'm about to shoot up. Yeah. No, yeah. you were always different. So it's it's more so not for like the 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 training, but everything goes to the physical because you can you can you can make a workout so difficult for somebody mentally, and that will help build their toughness so that way when they do get in the real world, they're ready to, to handle it. Mm -hmm. So training isn't just me, it's not just working out. It's I tell all my guys this. I'm gonna become like a counselor, I'm gonna become like a big brother, I'm gonna become like your safe space. I'm going to come, I'm going to be your craziest storm that you ever had. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, my heart, it's out of love and I can, I want to help develop you. Like, bro, we got, I got right now, I got four kids that train at the same time. One of them is a girl and three boys. And one of the boys is sister to this girl. And I tell her, listen, no matter what color they are, these are your brothers. This mm -hmm. group right here, we have to be like this. Mm -hmm. And so she came to me and she said, she came in one of the sessions, just bawled her eyes up. She said, I had a really bad day, Zach. And I said, what's going on? I'm like, I ain't never seen you cry. What's the deal? She said, I was getting bullied at school. Like, I had to go home because I was getting bullied. And I was like, what? You getting bullied? Like, I don't have a sister. I want a sister. I wish I had a sister. I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Come on, fellas. Come on. Get around here. I said, this is what I want you to do. We brothers, we're going to be just like this. Every one of us. And if one of us is getting, is not being treated right, we have to correct it. I told them boys, I said, I want you to go see bro at his locker. No physical. I don't want you to get acting crazy. I just want you to let him know that y'all there and that y'all are in her quarter, not his. They went and did it, bro. Dude was so scared. But all they said was, we just want you to know, we don't want you to bully our sister no more. And if you continue, then this is what you're going to have to work with. And, and bro, she lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm. Like, what this is great like wow like i can't wait to look around the corner to watch this yeah it was the first time in her life that she actually could tell she just felt like she was a part of family and felt hurt because her parents I mean? yeah. bro exactly that's dope man like there's so many kids that aren't listening like aren't being heard like i'm cool with tough love i absolutely think that's the most biggest that helps develop people is tough love because that's really going to help grow you and mature you because then you learn how to handle it. But then there's a part of the side where you got to like, okay, you got to take a step back. It can't always be, you know what I mean? It's, it's got to be. Yes, bro. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I believe in spanking my kids. I will. I whip my daughter. <laughs> but at the same token, me and my daughter are like this. Like if y'all ever see the photos, the pictures, the videos, I wish I could see us together, like in real life, man, as soon as I walk through the door, it's, yeah. Hey man, and I, hey, still... I ain't been seeing enough. I ain't been seeing enough of her on your stories, man. I, I need to see a little more out on the story. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I, I've been trying to get more content for training because I, I literally just took an investment deal. I'm literally sitting in front of my gym uh, called Self Made Gym. It's bro. It's one of the best gyms I've ever been in my life, and it's expensive, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's it's a pretty penny to rent this gym out. So I got to really push to get clientele in here, but I don't want just any old clientele. I want clientele that 
we can develop, yeah. not just sports wise, but into grown men and women. Mm-hmm. Because again, like mm-hmm. that's the whole principle of what I want to do anyway. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because you know, you obviously, you know, it's it's without question, you know, by this point of the podcast that you are about the holistic person, right? You're not, you're a physical trainer, you're a fitness trainer, right? But you're not just here for the fitness, right? You're here for the just for the results. Correct. For for the holistic person. You want a person to become a better man, woman, right? <clears throat> Boy, girl, um, as a holistic person. But there is that training piece. And um, I'm curious to what what is your wheelhouse? Like, is there a limit to your fitness training wheelhouse? Like, can anybody come to you? Are you able to help anybody out with their goals? I want to gain weight. I want to lose weight. I want to become a better softball player. I want to become a better this and that. Like, um, what all do you offer is, is I guess, my question. I appreciate this, bro. But uh, the only thing I, I really don't tap into is powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of a lot of things can happen in powerlifting that I have seen when I was coaching at Perrysburg High School. We had six kids go down in the same year with knee injuries. And because of a lot of those powerlifting exercises, that's where it all derived from. They weren't properly taught. And I, I just I don't feel comfortable. Like I can do it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I can totally teach it. But I, I choose not to because I'd rather get your foundation. Let's go back to the basics. Let's teach you how to properly squat, just like they did with Coach B, right? The whole every year at the beginning of the year. Y'all, I mean, Javon, you probably can say the same thing. Y'all same learn thing. how to squat at the beginning of the year, even if you're a senior or you're a freshman. You're learning how to squat for at the beginning. And so sports-wise, nah, there ain't really a, there's not a sport that I would not do. Everything, all sports are the same movements, mm-hmm. everything. And I really focus on the glutes, the hamstrings, the lower back, because you're seeing a lot of these kids, a lot of your posterior chain, a lot of these kids are front dominant and their shoulders are forward. And then they're wondering why coach, my back hurt, my lower back's tight, but you're not hitting, you're not teaching them how to pull this back. Because again, that's longevity. Now you're talking about, you're talking about once sports is over, you're becoming a normal person. You're in your nine to five and you sit like this all day. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting so like now that right you're now. Why you're yeah, he got me sitting my pops up a little bit. I'm sitting like that right <laughs> now. Hold on, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm typically so, mindful of that too, yeah. But both of you did exactly what I tell people. You both just readjusted. But eventually, you're going to go back to... This <laughs> <laughs> is what is comfortable and what you're used to. So those muscles that are in your back, I'm basically doing a consultation with y'all, aren't turned on. So to be able to get you to position yourself and stay like this, because if you don't work those muscles out, you don't train those muscles, you won't be able to get in this posture. No matter how many times you try to, I'm going to pull back, I'm going to fix it. You're going to be doing this all day. All day <laughs> hey, long. Just hey, you chilling, you chilling, you like, oh, hold on. Hold on, I remember what that you, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so a lot of these kids, they find that. Like I, I literally just posted on my face, on my Facebook and Instagram, I had a kid that was out of uh, Oregon, Ohio, way up in Toledo. I had so many people say he's never going to make it. He ain't going to be jack squat. The kid's not a really good baseball player. I'm like, watch. Now y'all, that, y'all yeah. coming from my person. I'm training. Yeah, like, I got that. you. I'm a, I'm a put. Bro, I was driving two hours every weekend all over to Toledo to train this kid Saturday and Sunday for an hour and a half every 
week for like it was um three months. So he went from running uh, 60 meters in 6.7 seconds, which is the same thing as running the 40 yard, uh, the 40 meter, 40 yard dash, all the same. So he's realistically he's running like a 474840. And within that six months, because of what we worked on from the glutes, the hamstrings, the lower back, he went from a 6.7 to a 6.3, which will translate into a 4.3, 40 time. Mm-hmm. This is your typical little white kid that you would never think that would ever be a problem. This kid is a problem. Got to college, did the same thing, did, his, did a 60 meter. He ran, six, he ran a, a 6.3 second 60 meter. He's got professional scouts looking at him now for baseball. I never played baseball. Let me remind you. At least I, I attempted. My high school was on ESPN for getting beat so bad. It was 75-0. That's the only reason my high school was on, on ESPN. Because we got beat that bad. <laughs> so his dad messaged me literally just two days ago. Hey, I just want to let you know. I want to thank you for all the training you did and all the all the time and effort you put with Drew. He did X, Y, and Z. And now if uh, MLB scouts are legitimately considering him even after he has shoulder surgery. Mm. I said, bro, that mm. I needed that because I don't have my boys, uh, Jordan Williams. I was working with Jordan at the trainer at that uh, facility in Toledo. His brother, Kenny, who was like a big brother, mentor, like he's the whole nine. That dude, I would follow that dude off the bridge. Like mm-hmm. if he said, Zach, jump off the bridge. He's that type of person. I would literally jump off the bridge, even if there was rocks at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I would just trust that he know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping. Mm-hmm. And having those two around me, bro, Jordan, I love Jordan to the max. He's such a high-energy, positive dude, extremely knowledgeable. Then there's Kenny. You take Jordan and times it by three or four. There's not there's there is a difference, but it's the good differences. They have they they both equal just crazy. But Kenny was a technician inside the workout gym so having those kind of guys around me to help encourage and say yo Zach make sure you do it this way that was great now I'm solely by myself and so I don't even know if I'm really doing that good I don't know if I'm really capitalizing and making these kids really the way I'm envisioning them and to get that message literally just man that 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 was just like I said you caught me at a perfect time to do this podcast because it's been such a great freaking week bro God has been just just dropping little nuggets here and there. Like, bro, it's been nothing but happiness. And I understand that they ain't always going to be happy in the sunshine, but I just feel like I can't lose for winning right now. Yep. Yep. Now, going through your Instagram, I know you got, you're on your own fitness journey right now. So what's some of your fitness goals at the moment? Like, where are you at right now? What are you trying to get to? Really, really uh, personal goals. Yeah, really, too. what's your personal? Yeah, I was about to ask you, what's some of your personal goals for, for this uh, so next for, year and beyond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for my fitness goal, it's it's kind of like where Bryce is at. To be honest with you, keep it 100. I, I want to be able to see my six-pack. I, I, I saw it for like a brief second in college my senior year because I was like emotional loss of weight. Uh, but I, I want to be able to look like I'm a trainer. Like this is somebody that I want to resemble him because in that way, when you're at the gym, everybody always does this. Oh, I want to like that guy. I want to be that guy they talking about. Mm-hmm. Because now, instead of you just getting just a trainer that's going to teach you how to do this, all these exercises, I'm going to teach you about life, too. So now I go from this much I'm funneling in to get to me. Now I get to go way wider. 
because not I, I'm not an I don't want to be that arrogant guy where oh yeah you can't talk to me because I look I look super good so no I want to be the opposite of that yeah bro here's here's a nugget here's the information like it's free game like here take it it was free to me let me give it right back yeah so that's my goal is to really just be in a position where I can when my daughter says dad I want to run track I want to play soccer I want to do this this and this sports wise if that's the way she wants to go. Bro, let's let's get it. Let's go out there and run that one tens together. So like, we ready to go, and I can I can we can push each other. Yeah, and that's yep. really the end goal, B goal. Because my dad absolutely loved throwing the football, wrestling with us, because that was what he loved to do. And so if I can just be half of what my dad did for me, for my daughter, then bro, I captured every bit of what I wanted to do as a parent. Mm. And then personal goals, my personal goal is to retire my wife. I want my wife to never work another day in her life. And it's, if she is working, it's doing makeup. It's doing what she loves to do. Because right now she's a teacher. Uh, it has been a, a big struggle bus because it's very hard to find jobs down in Columbus because it's competitive. As a teacher, it's very, very competitive. And to get into those higher paying schools, which is the goal, it's dang near impossible. They got 100 people applying just for one job. And you're supposed to get seen. That's really tough. So um, I, I my goal for next year is to get three more rentals. So if y'all are into that and you're really serious and you want to get into that, let me know because we I would love to partner with both of y'all, uh, and we could talk about the after and all that because that's a that's a bucket. <laughs> it's a layup. Honestly, hey bro, <laughs> hey uh, Bryce, bro, you'd be really surprised with what what, what you got to do. Like this last rental, we only put fourteen hundred dollars down. So out of two people, we put seven hundred dollars down. Hmm. So just to kind of get you to understand, it's it, it's not as hard as you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's not, it really comes down to what your credit is. If your credit's high, bro, bro, you can get whatever house you want, wrap it up and call it a day. Um, good, but the goal is to get I'm three say, more Without rentals. telling too much business, I think we are. We good. Yeah, we good. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm a homeowner, so true. I, I know I'm oh. going on. Zach, we could talk after. Yeah, I'm living in my, <laughs> yeah, I'm in my, I'm in my office yeah. right now. So, yeah. Um. So I, I want to get more rental properties. Um. Uh, I want to continue. I want to be able to say I make six figures myself because a lot of these cats that I live next door to, bro, like the one dude, he's one of my homies. Like I trained his wife and everything or his, his fiance, bro, make well over six figures. And I mean, well over, he only 26. Ain't that, ain't that crazy how that gap is so wide. That six figure gap. You say you make six figures. Which six figure is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. That could be right that under a million. <laughs> or it could be. <laughs> feel me? It could be like right on the crease. Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? 99,000. Yeah. Yes. 99, yeah, that's, that's still six figures. So it's so vague when somebody just say I make six figures. It's low key scary. Yeah, but people always think, oh, okay, he's making about 120,000. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. No. No. <laughs> yeah, and crazy. the crazy thing is, like, people, when you start to get to that six figures, people get more modest about their money. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I make six figures, but it's like yeah, it's nothing. Like I'm I'm working towards that million now, which is like yep. a whole nother. But the 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 other goal for next year is three rental properties, and then I want to get a beach property, a beach house, to to rent, to vacation home for my family. Yeah, as something yep. that my family has never had, and I don't even know if that's something they like, have an aspiration for. But I want it. Might, to, bro. It might not even be. In their wildest imagination, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think about that with with some of my my family. Um, 
and my dreams and my goals. And like, sometimes I get shut down. Like most of the time, my family's real supportive, but most of the, yeah. most of the time it's supportive. But sometimes they'd be like, I don't, I don't know. I'll be like, am I crazy then? Or is my dreams just really that no. wild? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't think yes. you too, bro. Beach, I was like, <laughs> yes. I'm not saying your family would say you're crazy, but it may not ever have been something they even imagined they could do, right? So mm-hmm. that's just what I, I, yeah. I just been noticing that more and more lately, man. It's not always everybody's, it's not even, it's just like Green Lantern. I, I like, I love that analogy. Jovan knows it. Like Green probably. Lantern, his ring is only as yep. strong as he can he can think, right? Yeah. Just because yes. you got this, if I had this ring, he was like, oh, he just made this big old jet. If I get you the ring, you may not make something that big because you aren't, you're limiting yourself, okay. right? Yeah. I just thought about that. Oh, that's a, just a, that's a nugget. Just a little side note, man. Yeah. I just, I, I always, always think about that when I hear something like that. Like, I don't know if anybody, <laughs> I don't even know if they thought about that or I don't know. I just think about that Green Lantern. That's all I think about. So let, let, me, let me just say this. My 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 last thing before I, I get to the next thing. My 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 real goal, bro, in like the next like three, three to four years, and I'm 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 gonna say this in faith, is to be able to have an apartment complex, like own it. Like mm-hmm. that's my each time a big uh Michael Todd said it, bro. You gotta have some crazy faith. Why mm-hmm. not? Your guy can literally take you from out of nothing and make you who you are. So why can't he give you something so simple as, a, as an apartment? You're talking about a human being compared to an apartment. There's no comparison. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an object. You are talking about somebody's life. Yeah. That is two different spectrums. I want an apartment, bro. Like I, 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 I have been... It's gonna happen. The, the that pastor, Pastor Pam, she prophesied. She said, Zach, you are going to own skyscrapers. Mm. And you were talking about what? Hey, bro, that's people's generation. Like, that's like three generations like up before yep. they actually get to that level. You talking about me right now? Yep. You talking about you talking about that crazy faith, man. Like, you know, my boy, you know, Vitaly German, he played Lion Lion last year. I don't know if you know him, but he had crazy faith. I'm talking about crazy faith. He's the one that taught me. Then I never thought about this, man, until I talked to him. He taught me that whole concept of like being selfish sometimes with your prayer. Like you don't always got to be humble to God. Like God is powerful. So why not ask? Like he would be like, he would be like, God, make me a millionaire and put me in the league. Guess where he at right now? He played for the Raiders. He don't practice squad, but he's making bank. You know how much they make. He's Mm -hmm. still making a meal. But he has so many (laughs) odds against him, though. And he made it. Yep. He's just like, bro, I, I'm praying. Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to ask because yep. he's a very humble man. But at the same time, he like, God, make me the strongest dude on the team. So now me and him, I'm the strongest on the team. They see, no, he like creeping up. Now we yeah, going man. neck and neck. He's stronger than me and bench. I got him in squat. Like, crazy faith. So I love wow. that, man. Jovan, I know you had a question yeah. for my boy, man. What, what's, what's I, I do, man. I got I got two questions for you, really. What's what's the one thing you learned from the, the students that you've been training? And the uh, and then what's something that you learned post college? This yeah okay, I, I yeah I like those two questions. That'll be a perfect way to end this too. So just just make sure you hit home, man. Hit home. The one so thing I, that I have learned from these kids, um, everybody has a different struggle, and that is really like a, a really hard thing because. Like some things that seem like common sense to like us, right? As we're all groomed the same way. College football is all the same. 
right? Handle adversity, control what you control, boom, boom, boom. And so, like, we will overlook those things like, oh, it's just common sense. And some of those things that are not, is you have to really learn how to not dumb it down, but take it a step back, a few steps back that you won't even think about anymore. And it's like, wow. Like, this kid's got a lot of develop, but then as you've gotten with him and you've been with him, not even like a long time, but just a month, and you're like, bro, you have matured so much. Like, I'm I'm really impressed with you, like, to the point where I'm not talking to you as if you're 12, 13. I'm, like, I'm talking to you as if you're literally 28 years old right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I can have these conversations and look at you like, bro, you messing up. And you have developed and learned how to control and navigate your emotions like that. Like, I, I just love the development, bro, that I have learned from these kids. Because, again, I'm a parent now. Like, I, everything in my eyes is so different. It's not I'm impatient. It's not, oh, why don't they just get it? It's like, okay, we just got to take it slow. Really learn patience. Because my daughter is smart as all get out, but she still ain't trying to figure out that daddy knows best for her right now. <laughs> and she be testing them water. We're ready to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's patience. And, and to, I mean, really I'm, I'm being, I'm being groomed for teenager. Like I'm, I'm being groomed how to handle teenagers because I, I again, I, this is my first kiss. So I don't even know what that looks like when they get to the age and to have a, a, a girl that I'm training, to have young boys that I'm training, it's, uh, bro, it's, it makes me so happy, bro. I can't mm-hmm. even lie to you. Like, it just brings so much joy to me because I really love kids, bro. Like, not in, like, no creepy way, but kids are really, there's not a care in the world, bro. Like, I, I, I honestly, I'm going to, um, I told my mom, I want to preach on, I want the, my next sermon to be on this. It's, Having a childlike faith, right? We all been there where we were scared at night because you thought something was either under your bed or in your closet or, or whatever the case may be, or somebody was outside knocking on your window. And your dad would come in or your mom would come in, like, honey, it's okay. They'll say a prayer with you and then send you off to bed. And you go to bed like, I'm cool, good. nothing's there. Smile on your face, little Keith. Look, look. You feel me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So, as we get older, we lose that. We start to get to understanding how the world works. And so we lean literally like the Bible said, we start to lean on our own understanding. So you start really leaning on with your own knowledge and you don't lean on that faith anymore. Right. So as these kids are getting older, they just, bro, it's just, they, they, it's, I guess it's amazing, bro. Yeah, it man. really is. Now, what what have you um, what have you learned about yourself from you know just your past? Like, do you got any any regrets? Anything that you wish you could have changed? Or a lot of people, their answer is, "I don't wish I changed anything." But here's what I learned. Exactly. So, like my high school coach, this is something I really take. We he always used to say, "We never look back to see." We never look back at the mistakes. We only look back at the lessons learned. And um, I actually sat down with Rev, bro, like literally like two weeks ago. He came, he was in Columbus and uh, we had lunch. And I was like, man, Rev, I wish I would have took, took football in school serious. And he was like, well, you didn't. 
but look what the man that you become now because of it. Mm. I was like, dang, that's really good. I mean, it's so cliche, but it's really true because I was a knucklehead, bro. I was just out here living in the world. I'm doing whatever I want to do. I'm I'm drinking like to the point where one night, bro, me and my mom, I was I was drunk. I was walking to Taco Bell. My, my, my mom called me. She started just kind of getting frustrated with me, and I was not having it. And I was like, Mom, I, I don't need you. Like, I, I I don't need you. I can do this. And, bro, we was only making 1700 on them scholar checks. Like, that's what I'm scally, hey, no, hey, <laughs> hey, don't, don't disrespect them scholar checks, though. Them scholar checks used to get me right. They was nice. They did, though. Those and they did, through. but I wasn't using mine properly, bro. I was going to eat. I, I mean, like, bro, I was <laughs> I was so fat as a receiver, and um, I I, forgot I, about and that, I, that. I still talk. Yeah, bro, I was a, I was a chunky receiver. I, to this day, Everybody though, bro, I, that, I literally. <laughs> That's funny though. That's bro, funny though. A wide receiver. I was the, very hey, wide, chill, and bro, I was chill. the only one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Keep it a buck. But I was the only one that didn't know that was what was people saying, bro, because I was so oblivious to everything that was going on because I was really like, bro, my vision, my 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 spiritual walk was so cloudy because I just like that's if if I would have to say if I had to say a regret, it was that I allowed my spiritual walk to fall to the wayside. And I they always say when you move somewhere. The first thing you should do is find a church. You have to find a church home because that is your support. That is your that is your peace. That is your home. That's where you can find your guidance. Find a church when you and move. Side note, you move side anywhere. Note, you can also find find people. This is for the viewers and the listeners. Like, not only are you finding that you know just from sitting at church learning right or praising, but it's a lot of people. Like, I'm, I've recently gone to a new church. All these people coming up to me like. Hey, where you live at? Like, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, so you've been from Akron. You from Akron. All right, cool. Like, blah, blah, You can make friends. You can make, like you know, connections. Yeah. Just by going to church. Yeah. So I like that. I like yeah. that. Find a church wherever you, yeah. whenever you move or change locations. Y'all write this stuff down. He's giving you these gems. Listen to these gems. <laughs> write it down. Get you a notebook while you're listening. Oh my God. But that, that would be my biggest regret. Other than that, bro, everything that I've ever been through in college from now to having a baby out of wedlock, bro, I've lost so many church friends. When we found out that we were having a baby and we posted on Facebook, I had so many people hit me up. and was like, Oh, I didn't see the wedding photos. Oh, I didn't know you got oh my married. God, I didn't know y'all was married. Shame. I said, Shame. Uh, block, yeah. <laughs> block, yeah. block. And then you're, you're gone. No time for I mean, that. Like, if you're that religious, if like they don't even this is the crazy part is they don't understand what I was going through depression wise to the point where I was suicidal. What this little girl did for me, mm-hmm. and it's not that she became my god or that she I put her on a pedestal. It's the feeling of purpose, mm-hmm. the feeling of I have a responsibility now that I can't just let go by the wayside. Because on the, on, the, on a serious note, I'm AD, ADHD. Right. I am high energy, super like uh, squirrel all the way to the max. And if my daughter gets that, there's not a lot of people that can help or not help, but just manage that unless you have it. Right. My daughter will stay up to two or two or three in the morning. My wife is already out by nine o'clock. Me, I'm up. I'm still up. Just, you know, kicking it with her. 
but if it if if my wife had to do that by herself, there's no way. Like mm-hmm. I, I tell that all the time. I said, babe, it's not that I'm saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying it would be almost impossible to do this by yourself mm-hmm. because of what all that's going to come into it that you don't, I can't even explain it to you because I don't even know anything outside of that. And so that was really for her. That was a really hard thing for her to understand was, so you telling me that I could raise my daughter by myself? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying understanding what she has going on here because you don't know anything different from what is a normal mind than what we know. Mm-hmm. And so like, that would have been, I feel like that was one of the biggest lessons learned is, is making sure that my spiritual walk is always number one before anything else. Mm-hmm. Because like, as you get more money, you get more, you get more confident because now you can do things. Now you can, now people look at you differently because when you got the gold chains and the earrings and you wearing the, all the babe and everything else, people go look at you like, oh, yo, what you do? Put me on. Just like drug dealers, right? You think about any drug dealer, they flash some money and every young kid is like, yo, I'm broke. I don't even have food tonight. Right. Put me on. Mm-hmm. And the drug dealer was just being taught what he felt was best at the time too. So now it's just being trickle effect. Mm-hmm. And it's just a constant cycle. But if you can go ahead and take that person out of that situation, and show them they can make money legally with that same hustle and grind, or you got a monster. Yep. Yeah. Man, I love it, man. I I I don't even know if they got any more room in a notebook to even continue this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good one. So we gotta, I got I got one more question for you, and then we're gonna do our 15 second takeaways and we'll wrap it up. So the, last, the one question we always like asking, we like picking from any of these three at the bottom. We got we got a question on goals and reflection, okay? You kind of answer one of them. But my question is, like, if, if there's any, it don't matter how old they are. We got elementary kids that watch this. You know, I'm a counselor at an elementary school, and they, they tap in. Um, we also got high schoolers that yep. tap in and adults. So this is more an audience for elementary, middle, or high schoolers. If you got one thing that you wish the entire world could hear it. I'm talking about the youth specifically. What would you say? Like, what's one message you got for them? I got it. God gave you two ears and one mouth. So be be slow to react and quick to listen and change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Don't ever look at it from your own perspective because certain situations that you go through, you may have handled it completely different than somebody who's going through it currently that's struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff that we got in this world right now, it, it's people just looking at it from their own perspective. And that's a really big problem. Just like, I know there was a whole scandal with it, but Black Lives Matter, right? People felt like, oh, well, Black Lives are the only, only people that matter. No, that's not what we're trying to explain to you. Some people are, yes, but for me, myself, and I, and I'm on my behalf only, we're saying we want our lives to matter just as much as everybody else's. Mm-hmm. But because you're looking at it from a perspective of, well, only your lives matter, it now comes from, instead of us doing this, it goes to this. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of things that are going on in the world of 
oh, well, you 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 texted my boyfriend or you did this, that, and the third, and or you was trying to get at my mans and why are you acting a fool when it, it's really just a perspective thing. And reality was just a miscommunication that neither one of you really understand what you're fighting or beefing for. Yep. Change your perspective. The way the way I look at that, I love that, first of all. Yeah. And the way I look at that, I always tell people, it, it makes sense to some. I got to figure out the right way to explain it to kids specifically. But like, I my glasses are prescription. Are yours, Jovan? Yep. So the way I look at it, and this is how I explain it to them, is like, okay, I'm looking through life through my prescription. But if you put my glasses on, you saw it through the way I see it, it would be blurry to you, right? So my point is to them is, you once you put my glasses on, you see how I see, right? You're starting to see, like, okay, so I'm looking at this picture per- perfectly clear. When I put these glasses on, I look at it and it's completely different. That's Mr. Harris's perspective, right? So help me see the way that you need to see. That's kind of what I tell the kids. Some of them be like, oh, that's okay. Other kids be like, what? I'll be like, you know what? That's forget a bucket, it. bro. I'll be like, forget drop it. The, forget drop it. the mic. But I got to figure out the right way to explain it to kids. But but no, I love that, man. I love that you said that, man. And honestly, Jovan, what you think? You think that's a good 15-second takeaway for him? I feel like that's it was. A, that's a good 15 Unless you got something away. else to say for your 15-second takeaway. You got anything, Zach? You got, you got anything or was that good? Like, bro, I really love what y'all doing. And not like a takeaway, but I, I just want to like continue to encourage bro because now that i've been on and i've like seen you two interact with y'all with yourself like bro whenever y'all decide y'all got a ministry together both of y'all and this ministry is going to be a ministry that is geared towards like that middle school to 30 like this is going to be y'all's ministry bro and it's not going to be just like a uh, Akron thing or wherever y'all at wherever city y'all are currently in this is going to be a thing that's going to be a national thing I want y'all to understand that y'all are going to have people from all the way out from California all the way up to New Jersey, New York and everything in between that are going to be on your live television shows and bro there's going to be people that are going to be sitting there literally with mm-hmm. their guns next to their beds and I, I, I could literally like Man, I, 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 I just, I just, look, I just, I just hope, I just hope you got that same anointment that your auntie got, man. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I'm, I'm just humbly, I'm gonna say, I, I, yes, uh, humbly, I'm going to say this because it's not. I have to explain this later when we another day, and I'll explain to you as to why. Okay, but there's going to be. There's going to I can literally see this kid, bro, with the gun next to their bed, and it's and it's a they're in a dark room, and they, all they got is his computer open, and they're listening to both of y'all, and y'all are literally going to save this person's life, and y'all ain't even going to know it. Mm. I love it. Like, y'all are really powerful. Y'all are strong, man, bro. And this is exactly what this this world needs. Like I literally just posted this. Uh, strong times create strong men. I swear Strong on everything men? I saw that. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. And y'all, we're, right now, gra- we have such... a grab, by the way. Is it? <laughs> yeah, Aaron McKee. Yeah. Just saying. No, I mean, interrupt you. You got you got. <laughs> so, um, y'all, right now, we're in a, in a, in a, in a world where we have weak men. And then there's you two. Y'all... 
the fire that y'all have spiritually inside of y'all, literally, it's going to be like a torch. And it's literally, like, my little kid, my little kid yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> but this is y'all, oh. grown men. Here's these young adults that y'all are literally just going to just tap it and it's going to light. And then the, the next thing you're going to know, this little bottle is going to turn into this one. And then before you know it, it's going to be just like this. And everything is going to derive from just you two. Like, y'all have no idea the guy, what God has done with, done inside of y'all. Boy. Man, much love, man. I We appreciate that. I know I appreciate that, man. No doubt. I mean, Not for sure. I, we start every board meeting. Again, I say this all the time just for, you know, not only legal things, but just, you know, we we aren't a religious nonprofit, but we're all Christians, right? So we all, I always, always in our board meetings, always say, remember y'all, we doing God's work. We are not doing this for us. This is God's work, right? And just by doing that and buying into God, I know something's going, something bigger than what we doing right now is, is going to pay off. I just don't know what that looks like. And, you know, I really don't care what it looks like. I, I feel blessed and I feel um, protected by God and, Everything I do with AC, everything I do with always climbing, right? And um, even with this podcast, man, it's it's something that brings me joy because I know God is with us. Um, so I appreciate that, man. And that that leads me to my 15 second takeaway. Um, you know, you know Rev, Zach, Jolan, you don't, but he was our uh team chaplain and he was great. Always brought that fire, always brought that energy. Um, and the one that took his place, Pastor Sweeney, I don't know if you know him, he was our team chaplain last year and he's there's this year he's he's also great he's also great um but both of them man they they taught me this valuable lesson of like bringing god with you on the field so my 15 second takeaway is bring god with you in life right um don't pray for god so let's say you got a job interview coming up don't pray that god you know watches over you during the job interview or prepares you for the job interview ask god to sit right with you you know what i'm saying in the interview or if you are, if you are an athlete and you about to get on that basketball court, don't get on your knee real quick and be like, "God, watch over me during this game." Why would you want him to watch? Your parents is watching. Ask him to play with you. Like, God, I need you in my spirit during this game. I need you with me, right? And the moment I realized that, with the moment they gave me that, man, I'm talking about. I asked God to to take over my tongue every time I hop on this podcast. I asked God to take over my tongue anytime we had grant proposals. I'd be like, God, take over our tongues. I make everybody bow their head. We got to pray, man. Doing prayer. God, don't, yep. it, ain't, it ain't us. Take over our tongues. I'm not asking him, God, allow us to have a good po- or a podcast or God, allow us to have a good proposal. No, you with us, man. So leave, don't leave God on the sideline. That's what Rev told me every single game. Mm, Got a little handshake. That's good. Up, he was like, don't leave him on the sideline. So that translates and that taught me, man, for the rest of my life that God is with me. He's not here watching me. He's not doing all of that. Yeah, you always say God watching over you, but he's really with you. Like, it's in your spirit, right? So just keep that in mind, man. Mm-hmm. Jovan, man, I know you got something, yeah. too. So go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I always love when you talk about bringing God with you. Um, I remember we talked about that on a lot, another podcast. You talked about that, and that really hit home with me. But just constantly the the action that, that Zach takes, you take, um, in your everyday lives to constantly be a servant and serve others, never being afraid to do the little things or worried about what people think about you for doing those little things um, really goes a long yep. way. Cause uh, at the end of the day, we are doing God's work and we're trying to leave this place better than the way we found it. I remember we were on a meeting with some kids and they felt like 
the older generation were uh, not really lifting up the next generation, weren't really helping the next generation, or we're just looking down on them. And that's what this whole podcast and this whole movement is about. We're keep yeah. climbing, but we want to bring them up with us. We're holding their hands on this mountain together. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. why we have this whole, uh, the, the the future climbers, the climbers as a whole, it's a community, it's a family, just like it is a, a church. Yeah. So uh, be mindful of that as you watch this. This is not just a show or a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, much love, man. Hey, just like he said, I love that, man. I, it just it just hit every time. Keep climbing. You know what I'm saying? Keep climbing. So look, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all had a good episode today. You know what I'm saying? You listen. I hope you wrote some stuff down or at least, you know, kept it in mind, right? And if not, go go ahead, rewind, you know what I'm saying? Go back. But y'all, y'all got a couple secrets to success. I ain't gonna lie, this is gonna have to be a part two. We're gonna have to get you back on here, man. You got too many, too many gems to just be a, a, a one-timer, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we look forward to the next time, man. But man, appreciate you joining, man. You know what I'm saying? I know For you sure. got a busy life, busy wife, you know what I'm saying? Busy kid, all of that. But we appreciate it, man. So much love to you, man. Best of luck to you. Gotta stay in touch. Keep yep. posting your daughter, man. I need to see more on stories. <laughs> All right. All right. I need to see more on stories. And just like that, y'all, we're going to be out of here. We appreciate y'all. Peace out. I thought they told you I'm a neighborhood soldier. Pops told me when I walk around, act like they already know you. Price tag about to go up. Hope that all my brothers blow up. Gang about to take over. Opposition stay below us. I need a key to the city. Just know when I'm making, I'm about to bring all of them with me. I know my ex.